haven't met yet, have we? Hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday morning and welcome to YouTube Drama Week on Your Morning Guru. If you've missed it, on Monday, we talked about the drama going on with the Frenemies with Ethan and Trisha's podcast. Uh, yesterday, we talked about beauty community drama and we had Jess MUA, who is a professional makeup artist and most recently did makeup for Bruce Willis on our channel. And she was talking about the whole thing. How going hot on. he was. Yeah, she was talking about how hot Bruce community. Willis was and how, <laughs> and she was also talking about uh, the Jaclyn Hill cosmetics issue and like sharing some of her knowledge about how a lot of Jaclyn's uh, claims didn't really make sense. So check that out if you missed it. Today we are going to be talking about the situation going on with Creepshow Art right now. And for this, we have brought on Camelia, who a lot of you guys may know if you've watched some of the collabs she and I have done on my main channel. We both did a video, we did a video together talking about Marie Forleo and that whole thing. Um, and, uh, but Camelia has been uh, friends with Creepshow Art up until recently. So this has been, I imagine this has been kind of a difficult time for, for you with everything that's gone on. Um, how how have you been, first of all? Hi, uh, well, I'm good. I just, it's been kind of a shock to the system, mm. to be honest, this whole thing. Like, it's, it's kind of hard to just try to wrap your head around that, especially because um, Sharon was really nice to me. And... Yeah. You know, if I had any experiences that were uh, similar um, to the ones that are currently coming out, then maybe it would have been easier. But like, none of that happened. She was really, really nice to me, and she was very supportive when I needed help. And that's why it's just really—it's been a bit difficult to just kind of uh, like you—you you have to kind of reimagine re that person in a different light, and it's just—it's just like weird it's bizarre it's a, it's a bizarre situation for sure yeah um guys in just a minute for everyone who's in the chat who doesn't know the situation we're going to completely recap everything that's going on but for camelia i did want to say that i appreciated i saw you did two <clears throat> videos about about the situation and the first one was when you were like you know this is kind of hard to believe because she's always been such a good friend to me however i'm willing to 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 be open to it. I thought you did a good job kind of keeping the balance there. I know that's because that's a difficult situation where you're like, well, I'm not, I don't really want to throw my friend under the bus just yet. But also if this is true, this does sound pretty bad. So I thought you did a good job kind of reporting what was there and staying neutral for the time being. Yeah, thanks. It was actually quite a hard decision to make because I wasn't, I just like, I just didn't really want to make a video about it because it was very, I just didn't, well, at, at first I saw her Instagram posts and she was posting in the uh, stories and she was just being a little bit over dramatic. And that's what I thought, you know, I was, yeah. was like, oh, I'm leaving YouTube and stuff. And she tended to be a little over dramatic. So I, at first I just really didn't think anything of it. And then I was like, wait, what's going on? Is this about Hello Leash? And then she said, uh, uh, she didn't respond, but she said something like, "Oh, people are trying to make it sound like I, I've done things I've, I haven't done." And I, I was convinced it was about the Hello Leash thing because she didn't deny it, you know. Okay. And, uh, um, so I was like, "Oh, don't worry," because the Hello Leash thing happened like a year ago, and basically, yeah, that also deserved deserved to be addressed. But like, I was like, because it happened a year ago, and it was just they them having 
an argument and she called Hello Leash like low-key garbage or something like that. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, but it happened a year ago, so you just let this blow over, you know, that kind of thing. Now, looking back, I'm like, oh, gosh, <laughs> there was just so much more because obviously um, this wasn't the case when we were talking. This wasn't the Hello Leash situation that was coming out. It was the lolcat thing, but she wasn't, she didn't say anything about that. And, uh, and then it took me a couple of days until I found out. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, and it's, it's just kind of, it's just kind of weird. Cause like that would have been her chance to just speak to me if she wanted to say anything, yeah. just kind of like almost pre, I don't know, explain herself or something. I don't know. It, just, it didn't happen. It's pretty, it's pretty disappointing. So for a quick recap, for everyone who's not following this situation, first of all, background information on everything, Creepshow Art is the YouTuber we're talking about today. She's a member of the commentary community, and she I was a fan of her for a while. I thought her videos were pretty cool, um, but she she did a style of commentary where she would... Um, I, could, I could probably even show one. She did a style of commentary where she would... Uh, talk about a topic that was going on. Sometimes she was doing story time videos about her own life. Sometimes she would talk about some internet drama or she might talk about a social issue or something and she would do art in the background. And it was a pretty cool thing to watch because it was like you'd see her art. Her art was pretty good. I actually learned a lot about digital art from watching her and I would watch a lot of her videos and then try some of the things I saw her doing in the background and it helped improve my art. So shout out to her for that, I guess. Um, so that's that's who she is. Um, the reason, you know, we got Camelia here today is she did an interview with Creepshow Art on her channel, um, a while ago. <laughs> Time doesn't exist when there's a pandemic. So I don't know. Was it like a year ago or something? <laughs> um, something like that. Yeah. It was in early December. Like, um. Okay. We filmed it at the end of November or something. So you guys did an interview and then you two became friends online and got to know each other. And then Camelia recently has been dealing with a terrible situation where um, a business guru named Marissa Peer started suing her because, um, you know, how the business gurus are. We all do. We all try to take them down and then they no try to sue us. us. She's... <laughs> Exactly. And so Creepshow Art was very helpful to Camelia in that situation of like, you know, uh, donating to her GoFundMe to help fight the legal battle and sharing it. So it seemed like she was a good person, you know. And then what happened recently was that it started with this site, Lolcow. So in, in the book and author community, we have guru gossip. I think the general YouTube community has Lolcow. Um, which I thought was kind of more of like a, a mid-2000s thing. I didn't know that it was like still going on to the extent that it was. But basically it's a gossip forum where people can anonymously post um, and shit talk each other. And then Creepshow Art had been posting about other creators on there and shit talking them anonymously and she had also been posting about herself both positively and negatively which like i'm not gonna lie i kind of relate to every once in a while i'm like should i go on guru gossip and shit talk myself a little bit just to see how people would react which i and definitely like, will know i will I'll not do, RK to do it <laughs> was, you know i'll be like okay you want to go shit talk to RK, do you want to go talk for me okay yeah sure i'll go shit talk for you <laughs> that savvy girl her spine is fucked that's true it is um <laughs> But no, I've never actually done that because I'm like, yeah, if someone found out that you're you're talking about yourself out of here, that would be really 
awful. Um, but so she was doing that. And then her, they found it was coming from her IP address. So all of this, um, she had been shit talking a lot of her friends, including like D'Angelo Wallace and um, who else am I thinking of? He was, the, he was a big one. She was talking bad about. Emily Artful, the whole thing with Emily Artful was huge. So she was, she was basically talking shit about other creators in her genre on there. And I think, it, oh, and Ready to Glare, that was a big one. She was being really mean to Ready to Glare, who's one of my favorite YouTubers. I love her. I got her, um, I got her uh, nail art merch. I love oh, thank you. <laughs> Joe, Joe ugly yeah, Joe's talking shit on me. Guys, I'm going to wear an ugly wig again today because I'm going to film a video where I do a little segment as Classically Savvy, your straight aunt from the 50s. So I got to wear I gotta wear my uh, traditionally feminine hair for that. <laughs> I, I have to say, I'm still somewhat new on this information. Like I, everything I've learned about creep show art, I, I'm not... I was not a fan of her channel. I didn't know she existed. Or maybe I heard, sort of knew she existed just from like the idea of someone drawing in the background while talk while making commentary videos. Yeah, because we have a character she, in Cancel Sean Boston who does that. So and, <laughs> yeah. But no, my point was like if she was the first person to do that, then I guess I I heard of her by her bringing in that style of commentary. But I I couldn't have told you Creep Show Art exists by name necessarily a week ago. Um, so I went to her social blade too after catching up on all the videos, and gosh, those numbers, those are like what you expect, those are similar numbers to when James Charles had his fallout and she has a less than a quarter of his uh, subscribers to start with. So yeah, she had about, she was up to 500,000. She was at half a million subs. And so this information came so she's out. she's lost like 20% of her subs in a day or some shit yeah. like that. Um, and so like ready to glare made a video talking about, because like she had been like felt betrayed by her friend to see that she had been shit talking her online and things like that. So a few people made videos about that and people were sad, um, which, th you know, this is a kind of a shitty thing to do, but it got really bad when Emily Artful made her video. So, <laughs> oh my God. So I've watched Emily Artful's video a few times, but I always fall asleep during long videos just because I'm a tired person. So I've always fallen asleep during parts of it and I don't have the entire thing. Um, so Outing yourself on stream. <laughs> I, I fall asleep. You guys know I fall asleep a lot. That's a thing. And like whenever someone makes a long video, if it's more than like an hour, I will start falling asleep during it. Not because I want to, but because guys, I got terrible sun burn yesterday at the beach i was out on lake michigan having a great time reading the straight girl's guide to having sex with women which why would you make a book about that i don't know but i'm gonna review it today on my channel um by today i mean i'm gonna film the review today it'll go up on friday but i i'm out there on the beach reading this shitty book get terrible sunburn come back home put all the lotion on my sunburn so that I don't feel so bad, <laughs> lie down on the bed naked so that all the sunburn, all the lotion can soak into the sunburn. I'm talking like Lindsay and cancel Sean Boston right now where I describe in detail everything I do. Put on Emily Artful's video and of course I fell asleep partway through it. However, I think I got the gist of what happened. Um, Did you have like a vivid dream of everything she was saying? Probably. Actually, let's talk to Camelia and then we can make fun of like your sleeping habits. Yeah, no, well, I want to hear Camelia's <laughs> thoughts on this. So basically Emily Artful put out this video talking about um, how she and Creepshow Art, they used to kind of be friends, like not really close friends, but like acquaintances. And the person that Creepshow Art is married to now 
was had previously dated Emily Artful in the past and he was abusive to her. And so it was just all of this awful stuff that came out. So Camelia, can you talk a little bit about what happened once the, the Emily Artful video dropped? Oh, so yeah, I made a video basically because I just like, I cannot, I, I believe Emily basically, and I just could not really stand by Creepshow after that. And it just kind of sucks, but like, I felt like I had to talk about where I was, you know, and I think a lot of my audience knows that we were friends and people were commenting and, you know, it's just one of those situations. And I thought, you know, I just can't really, I couldn't, I just can't give her the benefit of the doubt after that. It was just pretty, pretty telling. And I think people are saying that she didn't have enough receipts, but I thought those were pretty good, <laughs> like what she showed. And she obviously has like IP addresses, but um, I think that revealing those IP addresses would just basically dox Shannon and um, imagine, especially with the hate that she's getting right now, if her IP addresses would be out and people would know where she lives, that would be a pretty dangerous situation to put her in. So I kind of understand why Emily didn't want to show those, obviously, you know? So I don't know, but I, I just, it's just the story makes so much sense and it's like, it's hard to, I don't know. So I feel like I had to speak about it basically, but um, yeah, it, it's it, honestly like, it's been such a shitty, shitty situation to, to come to light, like I wish this didn't happen because it's just been such a like so many people love Shannon and so many people like subscribe to her and just were fans and you know loved her content and stuff like that. It's just I can't imagine how many people are like heartbroken right now because it feels like it feels like such a betrayal, you know, like this wasn't the person that we all all thought it was. So I want to thank Mint Ghost for the super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, Mint Ghost is get for the Boston Puppet Fund. So basically, this is a reference to uh, you guys see Paige the Puppet is over here in our chat as well, and um, Paige the Puppet is uh, Paige the Puppet's puppet creator Patricia is going to be building us a puppet for us to make a movie with based on our character Sean Boston. I think that connected because in the cancel Sean Boston novel universe, there is a character who draws while talking about drama and her name is, or their name. I think there's two of them. Their names are the drama llamas. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but sorry, that was a little off track, but that was kind of like, as kind of similar to like what creep show art did as a creator. Um, it was off so, tone too. We were hearing like this betrayal of a beloved community I know, figure but I, I and a friend. Thanks for the super chat. You know, when someone gives a super chat, you got you got to prioritize the super chat regardless. Oh, and the internet's goes, a weird place. I hear you, but I just uh, I was just going to say I can tell at least. Oh, it sorry. Sounds like for a clarification for Rochelle, yes, Creepshow Art's real name is Shannon. Uh, so if we talk about Shannon, that's the same person. Yes. I just uh, feel bad because it sounds like Camelia, you had a. a, a personal friendship with this person. So that sounds like it's been a, an ongoing, deep internal struggle or dialogue. I can't even begin what it's, cause like, I, I, I think most people can relate to friendship fallouts. I even think most people can relate to friendship betrayals at some point. I mean, we're all, <clears throat> we're all late twenties or thirties. Some people forties and fifties in the, in the chats as well. I like to think we have an 80 year old watching somewhere. Um, <laughs> and over the course of lifetimes like that, you deal with betrayals, some small, some big. 
Um, I mean, betrayal can be as small as they didn't save you a seat in the cafeteria. Uh, but I don't think many people can relate to, to public figures uh, dealing with a betrayal uh, and, and the complexities that come with that. Because on the one hand, you have a friendship that you owe friendship to. On the other hand, you have an audience that you owe commentary to. And that sounds like a really difficult internal struggle to navigate. Yeah, this is actually something that came up recently because uh, somebody made a video about this. Um, I can't remember what his name is, uh, but he had this um, avatar of a robot. Um, I, I, I wish I could remember. Oh, anyway, I think I know who you mean. Let me see if I can find him. Or yeah. maybe him. I don't remember anyways. Uh, basically, this person made, uh, he's in the art community. Oh, the Bo Blacks guy. Not, not Bo Blacks himself, but he was on Bo Blacks' video. I think yeah, I the Bo Blacks, Bo Blacks, and I think it was like just a robot or something was his name. Uh, yeah, I think so. And basically, he was talking about the fact that uh, Temimi, and I actually saw this afterwards, after his video, but I saw Temimi's stories, and she was saying that a lot of people were like pressuring her to speak about it and um and not obviously Timmy is one of the friends that could show mm. she was apparently very well connected with pretty much everyone <laughs> so um uh yeah I, I think and I got some of that I got some comments but um I have a small audience so I can't imagine what it's like for someone who has like like well, over a hundred thousand subscribers um getting so much pressure from the audience being like because like i also got some some messages being like what do you know you know and i was like i don't know any of this this is like new to me like this is not you know obviously like none of that happened but now i'm looking back at this interview that we had and there's some stuff that <laughs> is apparently and this is some stuff that's been circulating circulating the internet last night and uh I, I don't know because I was asleep, obviously, because I'm in the spot. This is a completely different time zone. And basically, um, there's a clip from the interview that we had uh, in which she mentions Emily Artful and Emily shared it. And yeah, so I'm, I'm going to have to look at that interview again and just kind of see what else was being said because I, I, I didn't remember that. And um, that, that's probably because I didn't know about Emily Artful at the time. Um, so... But yeah, it's pretty difficult when um, when that happens. But also, I feel like that's kind of what I built my platform on, and I want to continue to have a platform where I talk about things that I find problematic. And this is definitely something I find problematic. And yeah, you know, I feel like it's, there's no point in just trying to hide behind a finger. Is that even the saying? I don't know if that's the saying. But like, we have the saying in Romanian. Um, uh, that would translate word by word to something like hide behind a finger. It's like, it's, it's pointless. Yeah, I don't think we have that, but that's a fun saying. I like that. And it flies well to the internet too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and it's, it's you know, it's unfortunate because I wish that she told me something when when I asked about the Hello Leash thing. Um, I was kind of a bit out of, out of it because I've just been a little bit busy with work. So I didn't really you know pay that much attention to like instagram and stuff like that and when i i should have paid more attention basically but um i wish that she took that opportunity to say something but even ready to live said that she asked her and um she didn't offer any um information and they were actual friends like you know me and Charlotte never met in real life but like they they met and uh you know she said yeah. that she sent her flowers like two days before this happened it's just so 
Yeah, I think I remember seeing in the video, I don't know if Ready to Glare, I think, might have mentioned this, and I think Tipster mentioned this, where it was like some people who had worked with her a lot in the past, um, when all of the allegations about the Lolcow stuff came out, a lot of, like, she had told a lot of them, don't try to defend me, like, just stay out of it. Instagram story, she had this Finstar type thing, where, yeah. and I was in it, and she said, don't defend me, um, something along the lines of you're gonna get hate for it or something like that and i guess on one hand it's kind of good that she's like looking out for other creators in that one instance because i know a lot of times where like there will be a situation where you trust someone as your friend so you make a video defending them and then it turns out they were wrong and then you get a bunch of hate with it so i i guess that's at least good that she wasn't trying to bring other people down with her right now i don't know what that was about because obviously like i I, I did want to to say that she was a good friend to me and yeah it's kind of odd because she definitely you know if something happens to me definitely defend me you know what i mean like um yeah. I, I would never i would never be like no actually everything good that i've done don't talk about that but i think some part of me just kind of thinks that maybe she didn't want anyone to defend her because she didn't want anyone to just misspeak yeah say something that she didn't want i don't you know what i mean like it's just it's it's making me question everything i swear like everything i'm questioning everything she said and it's just kind of shitty it's such a shitty situation to be in uh, Amanda brings up a good comment here where she says the part that really got me was the fact that Creepshow Art lied about the circumstances of her homelessness. I remember watching her talk about being traumatized from it, but I guess that was a complete lie. So I remember vaguely in the past watching a video where she talked about her experience being homeless. And I didn't fully understand what had happened there. I think she she lived in her car. She and her husband lived in her car for a while, um, which sounds like homelessness to me. But apparently, did she lie about the circumstances of it? Is that something that happened? Okay, so I don't know for sure because I, I can't remember. Like, honestly, like at this point, I'm really, really confused. But I think I, but she mentioned this in my interview. And um, I never really thought that she was homeless out of need. She said, I think, either in that interview or I don't know, somewhere else. But like, I, I kind of knew that she chose to move into her car. So I'm going to have to go back and watch that interview. Yeah. Like, but it was like it's two hours long so i'm not really um also i didn't want to watch it at first so that's that but um i never was under the impression that she was homeless out of lack of choice um because i i just kind of knew that but my yeah i can't remember where this information came from but obviously people did think that because um lots of people made that comment and so obviously they did she gave, gave them that impression that they had no choice but like i mean i at the same time even if it was a choice she can still be traumatized about it so i don't know yeah where. yeah i wasn't sure about that part entirely because i know that like i think part of it is that like when you talk about homelessness a lot of the connotation that comes with it is that you are you don't have any resources and this is your last resort and your only option and in her case i guess she wanted to save up money for rent so she didn't pay like she didn't want to pay rent at the time so she could save up money which i mean is still not having a, a home and you still could be traumatized by not by having to live in your car but i guess the fact that she did have the funds available to have an apartment or pay rent if she wanted to made it not not as 
bad as if she didn't have that option. But I, I don't see, like, I think that there's, I think that there is some validity to her still having been traumatized by that experience because I, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people are also saying that um, she's using that story kind of as a um, getaway out of criticism type story. And that's not okay either. So um, I, it's, it's hard right now. It's hard to just, I don't know how far the lies went. I just, yeah. I, I am also someone who's very skeptical. And yeah. now I'm skeptical of everything. So, that's a really hard part. Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say the other thing that makes it really difficult is it's it's tough to find the facts because it's a very serious topic, but it's also a goldmine topic right now. There's a lot of young creators who don't have that big of an audience right now who see the creep show art topic trending and are putting out like today. I think she made toast videos to get views with her name in the thumbnail, um, which I guess we're, kind of doing now as well. Uh, I have to have some self-awareness when I'm making criticism. So it's fine, yeah. but- Oh um, yeah, I criticize myself all the time publicly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so as far as that's, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's also, it's relevant and I can see why commentaries channels are talking about it, but the more relevant it becomes, the more it almost cannibalizes itself. Um, and it makes the facts more difficult to find because YouTube is a platform where you can make either people want to get to a point where they can now monetize or people are monetized and they're putting out videos that they know are trending and will get them the money. Yeah. 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 Um, so just to answer Jess's question real quick, is Lolcow a transphobic, homophobic, racist site? The site itself, I don't think is, but I think people have, it depends on what the users post. Like think about like Reddit. We have right? to see like, the mission statement of, El yeah, of look at the mission statement. <laughs> so, you know, like on Reddit, for example, like we have a subreddit and our subreddit is a nice place to have discussions. There are also some subreddits where people act like assholes in there. So I think Lolcow is kind of similar or kind of similar if you think of like Guru Gossip and 4chan crossed over because there's the anonymity angle. So I think people can get away with saying a lot of really shitty things. But I think that it depends what thread you're commenting in and what people are talking about. But I think that Shannon did say she did use some like homophobic and transphobic slurs in her comments. And that was another big problem that people had been having. Yeah. Uh, Spell Rochelle, don't be nervous. I mean, be, be nervous if you want to have integrity on the internet, like Camelia here, who, who said, in my free time, I think I want to take on this incredibly difficult responsibility of researching and finding the truth on serious topics and sharing it with my audience. Then be nervous. But if you just want to get high and talk shit online, just don't be nervous. Live like awesome. RK. His life is. <laughs> RK just like cruises through life being like, I'm going to get high, analyze some stuff. I should actually clarify say shit stone. on my podcast. I, I should clarify say stone. Otherwise, people are going to be like, so he just like snorts coke. Nope, nope. No, it's strictly yeah, there's there. that stereotype about people that work in finance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I all if, if, get stoned. Don't get high. Stoned. I'm just, I'm going to start saying that instead. Don't get high, get stoned. Don't get high, get stoned. You know what? I think if you don't wing it. You know what? I think I'm going to get hired by some cannabis companies for that one too. We want to distance ourselves. Let's uh, let's see if we can get like a like a cannabis company sponsorship or Dude, something. Dude, I fucking Martha Stewart's a spokeswoman for a cannabis company. Yeah, now. why haven't we gotten hit up to be to do a sponsorship for like a dispensary or a cannabis company or something yet? Energy drinks and weed. Those should be our two sponsors. Yeah, absolutely. Or one of those bulletproof coffees. <laughs> Reefer Madness. Um, 
But yeah, yeah, all that's to say is be be nervous if you go online and you decide to do hours and hours of research like Savvy and Camellia over here because you want <laughs> to give these incredibly uh, difficult expose videos, breaking down the truth, siphling, uh, sifting through all the bullshit online. Yeah, then, then you got to be nervous. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, as somebody said, Amanda, I was just I was just going through the chat, Amanda saying the hypocrisy of making videos. That's the that's the problem. I think this is why it's so so bad. She's lost so many subscribers, and I I don't know who is going to back this because she kind of created this platform of um, being, you know, someone who holds people accountable and. But, not holding herself accountable and it's just honestly so weird like that to me and when i saw the video from um emily it's just like actually heartbreaking what she's gone through like it's so much and so bad and so just hard to dismiss what she said you know because I, a lot of people are saying there's not like enough evidence and stuff like that but i just like how how do you show you know how do you just show that you've been harassed like it's a hard thing to prove kind of thing but um it's similar to what yeah i think this goes along with what kat benson is saying here i hate the idea that people can support lgbtqia publicly and then say terrible things privately which yeah i think that was a thing that that was a reason i liked shannon's channel when i would watch creep show art was i thought she was always defending like the trans community she would always call out if somebody was being was doing something that was hurtful that was taking trans rights back she would say this is this is bad we shouldn't do this she seemed to be such an advocate for that and then shannon herself is part of the lgbt community so when she would advocate for that i thought that that was great but then you see what she's saying using all of these slurs and i don't know if she maybe was doing it like because i know that like some people who are perpetually online there's this idea that you could want to almost bait people into insulting you online to see what people's true thoughts are I, I kind of get that from the perspective of someone who is obsessed with attention, which is how I am. And it seems kind of how she is too. So it's almost serves as like a warning of like, what? So I don't know if she was doing it to bait people or if she truly felt that way, but either way it was, it was nasty shit to say. I don't know if they knew that it was her. That's why I find it. It's just so, yeah. So the whole Amy, the stalker part did this and spoofed her address in order to be anonymous on a website for three it's just like it's just like yeah so we let's talk about that part real quick so uh the, the whole thing with amy the stalker if we want to go back uh we want to go down this rabbit hole a little bit so um creep show art made a video in a pa in the past about it was like two years ago she made this video that was like i was stalked for eight years or something and the story time she did where she talked about this woman called Amy, which wasn't her real name, but was like the name that she was using to refer to her. And she said that this person was her stalker. And then when the, the recently when the Lolcow stuff came out, she was like, she posted those community tab posts, which was like a novel length post where she was like, so I didn't post any of these things. My stalker spoofed my IP address and posted these things, which I think uh, I appreciate. I think Tipster did a video where he talked about how spoofing IP addresses doesn't work that way because he like, I guess, works in in uh, IT. So he was like, that's not how spoofing IP addresses work. So basically he was like, no, 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 that didn't happen. Um, yeah. And also later the admins 
of local came out and said it wasn't just the one IP address. It was several IP addresses that were leading to several devices of the same location. So if she was to spoof an IP address, she would have had to spoof all of them and also have the same exact devices as her. Um, so it would be like a whole, like, and, and, and it's not like a amateur level of knowledge to do that. Uh, like you have to be an expert hacker. And if you are an expert hacker, you might as well do something, something worse than that. Not just like make some comments on a, an anonymous website. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's not as easy as using Savvy's uh, VPN sponsor and, 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 <laughs> and signing into these anonymous sites. No, apparently not. I don't know. I actually tried to find some information on IP addresses and how um, accurate they are in like finding locations and stuff. And even that is not like like the first thing you will find on Google when you look that up is like, oh, they can just like tell the city. But then obviously like there's more to that story and they can actually find the actual address with an IP address. But like it's not some, some information you can just Google and like all of a sudden you find everything about it and you can just replicate that. It's not easy to do, apparently. And I've watched so, so many and even um, Omnia's boyfriend Kai was talking about this and um, he said, like she said that he is a geek, which <laughs> I suppose being a geek <laughs> means that, you yeah. know, like IP addresses. <laughs> but anyways, he was saying, similar things that it's really hard to prove um, especially since it was multiple devices it wasn't just like one ip address it was like her computer and her phone it was like all of her devices she had posted from which it's like if you wanted to hide that you would post it from one device and use a vpn or do it from a public library or something like why was she out here do nah, and I'm you not gotta do it on your phone sometimes you just want to talk shit on the shitter <laughs> well, apparently she did do it from a library. There's a theory about that. Oh, so, because uh, one of the IP addresses that Emily found is of a tiger, um, of a tiger library in Portland, and this is where when this is where Shannon was when she was homeless, and now they found this clip from my interview, which I wish I found now, but um, they found so, it. Which interview is this, too? I'm sorry to oh, so I just I'm, want to I'm watch this. Pull this up. So Camellia did an interview with Creepshow Art, um, and let's see, Camellia Creepshow Art, let's search that. I'm sorry for killing your flow there. No, no, don't worry. Hey. So basically, I interviewed her only once, so it's just the... It's on my channel at the moment. So Was here it the, we go. the one... Was it the one with the friends title? Sort of like the one where she got. Yeah, so it's this one right here. Creep show art. Tell all interview. Okay, never mind. Because I saw one. I saw an interview on your channel where it was like the one where she gets betrayed or something like that. I was like, this sounds okay. like a friends title. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> you noticed it. I don't think anyone noticed. <laughs> well, we Savvy and I, our friendship was built on Degrassi, and Degrassi titles all of its episodes based on song titles. So she and I have been trained through years and years of Canadian broadcast to look for <laughs> pop culture and titles. Yeah, yeah, good, good catch. So yeah, this is the interview, and apparently around minute twelve, she mentioned Emily Artful, and I just didn't 
it's funny i had the glomus thing uh, sorry the vlogmas thing because i didn't actually do so this is what this is what i commented i was getting comments on this this morning i said oh my god collab of the century i've been a huge fan of creep show art for over a year and now one of my friends is collabing with her this is amazing and someone commented and said this aged well Savvy in 4k i got so many comments about this age like milk like it was dozens and dozens like Oh my God. I woke up and I was like, what? at least you're not getting a downvote brigade from it. I appreciate that because some people wouldn't look at the date and they would just downvote, which I'm glad that that's not happening. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, let's see if, if people commented on creep shows. Yeah, if anyone says this age like milk to you again, just let them know that one of Nelson Mandela's favorite drinks was aged milk in the sunlight. He put the, he, every time he had milk, it, 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 it was a Kosa thing. He would put it in the sunlight, he would let it age, and then he would drink it. So let them know. Milk. Isn't it buttermilk? I, I'm not sure. I just know oh, what I read in his book. That's how yogurt is made. It's made from milk. From like, um, yeah, he, he likes to let it curd in the sun before, or he likes to let it curd in the sun before he drank it. So let them know it was good enough for one of like the ultimate human, human freedom fighters. Okay. <laughs> You have like a specific knowledge of this. I, I just I read a lot of biographies. Very specific knowledge. Um, I like yeah. There's a lot of comments on here that are like bold of you to mention Emily in this because I guess I, I didn't even realize because I don't I don't think I was aware of Emily at the time that, that she existed. Because you knew um, Amy, like you knew the fake Amy or whoever that yeah. was what people are saying. So that that's it. what people are saying, right? Is that Amy the stalker never existed. She was just, well, that was Emily Artful was who she was calling Amy, but Emily Artful didn't actually stalk her. She was just throwing Emily under the bus. Like, this sounds like the, the most like bullying friendship of all time. So, okay, all this shit that happened with, with Emily Artful, Oh my God, we'll have to get into that in a minute. There's so much to unpack there. Uh, but this is, uh, there's all these, new, I sorted comments by new. Oh. And it's... Cat uh, Benson's on your side too. Yes, yes, thank you. Oh, there's Kat. a lot of people <laughs> saying age like milk in this in the comments now. This age yeah. like milk in the Texan sun. That's what someone said here. Yeah, yeah I, I woke up to a lot of those comments and I didn't know where they were coming from. And then it turns out like, Emily shared my video on her Twitter. Cause like, I was like, why is everyone like talking about this? <laughs> because I didn't realize I had anything of value in it. <laughs> Turns out it is. So if you want to go to minute 10 or something or 9.30 or something. Let's do it right now. Yeah. Minute uh, about 9.30 you said? Yeah. We're going to go about nine minutes in right here and listen to what is being said. I'll share audio. There we go. Animals with the kids making videos from black faces. No, you can't validate that. Oh, she's talking about Shane Dawson here. You think he's yeah, just... around, or you think like he called himself an empath? Okay, maybe he did it poorly. Absolutely not. Such bullshit. <laughs> um, so how did you um find this genre? Because oh, here it is. Genre yeah, of commentary where while people are drawing is quite. It's not that common. I, I mean, there's some people, and I'm sure that you know more than me, but I think um, it's not that uh, populated as a as a group on YouTube. So how did you find that, and why did you decide to make art and uh, talk about these things? So for me, I don't, I think 
I, okay. I don't know if I saw anyone do it first, because if I did, I don't remember them and I would love to shout them out. But what happened with me is that I would watch the like 2016, like gameplay commentary YouTubers where it was like, everyone made fun of making lazy content. Cause they were just like, all they do is play a game and then they splice like screenshots and clips. And they're like, it's so lazy. You're not doing anything. Da, 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 da. And I was like, I don't have anything to play a game on. So I would go into, like, if you check my first couple of videos, I'm clearly in a Starbucks and I had a little like iPhone table clamp. So I would screw that onto the table and I would just draw and I would just ink and I would be sitting there and it was really embarrassing because people would be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you filming in here? This is like super weird. And like, you could watch the table shakes. There's one where it's shaking so badly and you can tell that I'm just like frustrated because I start like my hands start shaking and I'm just like, I wish this video was going to be like turn out low, but it's just not. Um, but I would just do it in order to kind of replicate what the gameplay people were doing. <laughs> And I almost forgot about the gameplay uh, commentary, but yeah, there was, there's still some, but like not as much anymore, I don't think. Yeah, it was a whole genre. And that's why when people are like, who inspired you? I was like, well, technically like people like Leafy and Pyrocynical and every sort of clone that came after that. Maybe it did age poorly. <laughs> <laughs> who inspired you? These bullies online that are now banned. Like. I don't have access to games. I'm homeless. I have an iPhone and I have like my sketchbooks. So I would go every day to a Starbucks or to the Tiger Public Library and I would sit and I would just draw for hours trying to like get one video done. And I also had a really old phone. So it would like not send to my computer or it would not like come out right and then I would have to try. Right. So there's so she mentioned which library she went to. And I guess that's where one of the IPs from Locale was found. Yeah, and she's about to mention Emily, just uh, okay. another 30 seconds. I just... Again, and it was hours just doing that repeatedly. And it was mainly because I wanted to replicate something that I saw done that I didn't have access to. Yeah. But I'm sure, like, I'm, I'm certain that there were other people who were like, oh, what if I put, like, a video drawing? I think, I think actually, um, Emily Artful, she made story times okay. where she would talk over. Uh, there's a YouTuber named Emily Arfield. She would do story times while drawing. And I think that came out around the same time as like my videos did. So I think it was like, we both kind of had that same like wavelength moment. Oh, wow. So when was this? When did you first um, post the video? Um, I believe the one, da, 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 I think it was like two years ago. It's gotta be two years ago now. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's the part where she said that, but like uh, Emily's channel was started in 2016, which is two for her. So uh, they didn't start at the same time. And that's yeah, because so she's like two years ago. So Creep Show Arts channel started in 2018, and Emily Artful's channel started in 2016. Emily actually was doing this style of content before Shannon found it. Yeah, and she said Emily said in her video that she had this uh, title sketchbook story time and at the time when she came up with that she looked up um trying to see if other people are using that title and she couldn't find anyone and then shannon used it and uh, basically she called her out in a text message and then shannon stopped using the sketchbook part so it just called it a story time and uh yeah so it just kind of shows you that um i don't know it's just kind of 
hard to basically sip through. <laughs> yeah. Well, just imagine how different the world would be because she she had a really calm voice. And just imagine how different the world would be if she just became an ASM artist instead. Yeah. Um, so I guess we should talk a little bit about the whole Emily Artful thing, which we've kind of alluded to. So Emily Artful the other day, who is another art channel, um, she released a two hour long video talking about everything that happened with her and Creepshow Art. It's two hours. It's a long ass video, but it says a lot of shit. Um, and beyond the whole thing with like the lol cow stuff and her being rude to people and all of that the big stuff from that video that came out was basically that Creepshow Art's husband, Anthony, was abusive. He had previously dated Emily Artful before. So these two had like known each other in real life before any of this. Um, he had previously dated Emily Artful and had abused her and had done things to her without her consent and just a whole mess with there. So Camelia, do you want to talk a little bit about the Emily Artful video and what, what, just what Emily revealed and what happened with that. Uh, so I think the the whole thing started to happen, and this is all just based on Emily's story. And it started because Emily and Shannon's husband, uh, right now, used to date. They did not for a long time, apparently. And then um, he was. She just kind of described him. Oh my god! And he sounded like such a terrible person. And basically, he uh, was not like a pleasant person. And he, she, the one thing that I really, really stuck with me was that she said that he fantasized about going into schools and shooting people and stuff like that. It was just like yeah, he would like talk to her about how how like what like the, he and his friends I think would talk about how they would do it if they were to ever commit violent acts at a school. Yeah. Yeah, and basically uh, he broke up with her because uh, she commented on a gay friend's pi picture saying something like, I look handsome, and um, yeah, he flipped out and basically broke up with her, and that was the end of their relationship. And then she also um, was part of a, a video that he made, like a music video. He's a musician. Mm -hmm. and, uh, that's where... Um, that's why she thinks that Shannon is essentially has been so upset with her because uh, at the time she Shannon's voice was meant to be in the video, but then um, she said something to Anthony like, "Oh, this voice is really weak. Uh, my voice would be so much better." And then he basically changed the voice to Shannon's voice to Emily's voice in the music video, and she thinks that's where it all started and. Um, where the obsession started and basically after that there was a lot of cyber stalking and um, they got hold of one of her Facebook of her Facebook account and she had some pictures and she was naked and basically just pictures that were not like a good look for her um, yeah then, didn't they didn't Shannon leak she leaked Emily's nudes or something like that to her employer or it was like awful yeah yeah so she was uh, she said that she was uh, trying to kind of get off of drugs and <clears throat> get a job. So she got this job as a receptionist. And then they found out and sent them, just impersonated a client, essentially, and sent these pictures to this employer. And this employer then fired her. And then she tried to get another job. And they 
or fishing for information. This is all like alleged. She that she didn't know at the time who it was, and she wasn't yet tracking them. So she's just she was just kind of suspecting this was Anthony. Um, yeah, it's it's the video. You should you should link the video because it's so. Yeah, let me. I'm gonna pull up Emily Artful's video. We're obviously not gonna watch the whole thing because it's two hours long, but I'm gonna uh, link it for everyone. So yeah, Emily had mentioned in her video she was previously she um, had had addiction issues, so she was a drug addict and was oh in the process of overcoming that addiction and trying to get a job, and then um, Anthony and Shannon, who was creep showing her husband, the two of them basically like yeah they like leaked all this information about her addiction problems and her um like nude pictures and stuff like that and got her fired from her job which was horrifying so here is i'm gonna this video's got almost two million views now wow so this is the link to it guys right here i'll show it on the screen this is the video, and I think, yeah, Emily's doing a lot of really cool art in it while she talks about this. I'm going to speed it up because I want to see some of the art. The art is so good. <laughs> I was I'm, so impressed. Yeah, so she does a lot of really cool art while she's talking about it. And I like the genre in general of people doing art while they discuss things, and you can see the art coming to life in the background. One thing I really did like about Creepshow Art's channel that I'm like, I, I hate that like she's such a shitty person because one thing I really liked about her channel was watching all the things she did in Photoshop and seeing like what controls she used and all of that. And it was just cool to see the picture come to life. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should try these controls and stuff. Um, what uh, Rochelle asking what kind of employer fires someone over revenge porn. Uh, there's a lot of shitty employers in this world um who like is this kind of like what uh, this is uh, ties in pretty well to what i just posted on my channel last week which was the deep dave series on dave ramsey where he not only fired a, a pregnant woman um because of her having premarital sex but he also had fired people in the past because he'd go on their social media and find out that they were living with their significant other or stuff like that. So there's a lot of leeway that employers have to say, Ooh, I don't like this image of yourself that you're putting out there completely outside of work, completely unrelated to anything that's going on here. And then they fire well, yeah. people for it. Is she in an at will employee state? Cause most likely, I think most yeah. states are at will states, aren't they? Mo yeah, most are. Uh, they, they, yeah. There's like, I think. Where, are they in um, Oregon? Is that where they are? Or Washington? One of those? They're somewhere on the West Coast, I think. Uh, Shannon, you mean? Or, or Shannon or Emily. I assume they were. They live in the same state based on this. They were um, in the same state. I think they, at the time, like back in 2012, they were, um, Shannon's from San Jose and Anthony as well. And Emily was working in San Jose as a gig musician. In, in California? In San Jose? Yeah, okay. I don't actually know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm from Europe. I have no oh, that's idea. True. Yeah, you're not from, I forget you're not in the US. Yeah, you're you're in Scotland, so yeah. But yeah, so I don't think, I, I'm imagining. Yeah, well, they're, they're on the West Coast. They're all on the West Coast, which the West Coast tends to have more progressive employment policies, but still is not perfect. I mean, the, the part that was um, probably uh, the reason why she got fired is because they didn't just say, oh, hey, look at this um, revenge porn stuff. They basically pretended they were a client 
um, and that the client was, which is a client of the company. Yeah. Um, and obviously a company would not want to lose a client. So, you know, they were like lying and saying we're a client and we found that your receptionist is a former drug addict who has pictures of herself naked. Yeah, so, also doing webcaming or something. And anyways, it was not a good look. But yeah, it was just like, I can't believe like the fact that they like that creep show was out here being like, my stalker is spoofing my IP. Literally, she's pretending to be a client of a company just to get uh, this girl fired. Why? Like, why? Why did she hate her so much? It's wild. Okay, so Tigard, which is where the public library was, that's in Oregon. San Jose is in Northern California. I think, but, but like, um, that's the, the point of the, well, not the point, but, but Emily, sorry, Shannon and Anthony moved to, because that's why uh, she was talking about being homeless, because in San Jose, she was living with her parents, and mm. they moved, and they moved into a car in Oregon, and basically... After that, now they're like in Las Vegas or something. I don't know, but um, yeah. So they moved uh, out of San Jose after a while. So I don't know, but um, the uh, video that she made talking about being homeless was when she was in Portland because she was saying that in uh, in those videos. So 2018 or something when she started her channel, she was already in Oregon. So I think that's when she. Because uh, Emily was saying that she didn't have any receipts for the better the first half, essentially, was up until 2017, because she didn't know that she, you know, needed all these things. And then she talked to a private investigator and the lawyer, and they told her to save everything and to try to track their IDs. So she started tracking after 2017. So that would make sense. That's uh, oh my god, it's it all makes sense to me, which is why it's so fucking. Sorry for the swearing. But. No, you can swear. We swear on the show all the time. Our case smokes no, weed on the show half the, the time. I do, I do not. I do not do any <laughs> of that. I did not. I yeah. I definitely like, swear a lot on my channel, but like I don't know if it's okay on other people's channels. So um, yeah. This, is, this art is so beautiful. Like I want to get it tattooed on me. Yeah, her art. But I don't think I'm going to. But it's so beautiful. In yeah. It's, it's it's honestly such a twisted story. This story with if it's if it's all true as Emily has put it, it's absolutely horrendous to do to do that to someone single handedly, basically try to ruin someone's life. Do we think like is is there any plans? Do you know for for Shannon to do any response to this? Is she planning to respond or is she just planning to kind of leave the internet? No idea. I think she said in the, uh, um, in the, was it a, it was like a community tab thing, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but also she put it on Instagram in stories. So, you know, um, but she said that she was going, going to come back only when she can prove without a shadow of doubt that it was the stalker Amy. But I don't know. I think at this point, like, if, I think she should basically just own up to it. I don't think there's that things will ever be like the same for her channel, but yeah. Wow. So I guess on a more, now that we've covered what's kind of going on on a more personal level, how have you been feeling? Cause I know it's gotta be awful to have someone like, this is something I always worry about on YouTube is like, you know, you make friends with people, you make friends with other creators 
at the end of the day, a lot of creators are only looking for what's going to further their own channels the most. And it's like, you never really know, like, what, like, what if something happened? Like, I'm always concerned about that. Like, what if a friend, someone I'm friends with does something awful? And it's just like, you're in like a terrible situation with this right now. Are you, how are you doing emotionally? Oh, not, not great. Not being no. great. Just because like, obviously like I, did I was I didn't know her in real life, but like we were relatively close as far as DM. Yeah, goes. and she also donated to my campaign. It's it was just kind of, you know, all the signs of a great friendship just kind of starting um, to bloom. And then this happened, and I felt like, um, like I, 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 it's just kind of the most bizarre thing that's that I've ever heard of, like not even that I've lived through, but that's ever happened. Like I never heard of such a crazy story before. And it's pretty hard to like kind of deal with it because obviously like there was the obligation of like having to talk about it. And um, I- That part I, I was, I was, yeah, I'm that i i hate when people do that like especially i know people were doing that to ready to glare too where people were like why aren't you talking about this this was your friend and it's like yeah because when you're invested in in a situation you don't want to believe that your friend did these awful things and you want to wait and get the whole story because you're like this is so i i i thought it was awful that there was some kind there was like internet pressure to talk about it immediately especially when you're like still trying to figure out who to believe well so yeah. That is an interesting philosophical discussion because then if you do not have a personal relationship with someone, should there be internet pressure to get videos out quickly? Or should there be pressure to get videos out quickly even if you do have a personal relationship with someone? My thought here is ultimately we're holding up individuals online to the same standard that we would like to see idealistic journalists be held up to. But it's it's very difficult because ultimately who do you owe your responsibilities to? Your, or, yeah, no, you're, yeah, your responsibilities too, your subscribers or your friends. And it's obviously the truth is somewhere in the middle or somewhere along the lines of just following the truth and, and identifying your core principles and following those. But it is a difficult uh, line to follow or road to cross or some analogy that I'm just struggling to come up with right here. And, and, it's, it's difficult. I guess as far as your, I, I brought this up earlier and just go circling back to it. When you're coming to these decisions and having these internal debates, where do you weigh the yeah. responsibility that you have to your audience, which is growing very quickly, by the way, those of you who are not subscribed, you should check out Camellia's channel versus oh. your personal side. I, yeah, I was gonna, I was going to pull it up and, and put it on the screen, but my internet's moving. Really oh, I'll slow. pull it up and put it on the screen. Yeah, I got also, this. Also, on a, another side note, that is, a, that is a serious question I want you to answer, but on another side note, those of you who really want just, just to have a laugh, Camellia is becoming a bit of a meme queen on Instagram. Instagram, <laughs> I do appreciate it. Your so Instagram you memes are hilarious. <laughs> oh, 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 I love that. Uh, in, in your stories, yeah. <laughs> Therapy is expensive, but memes are free. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Therapy is expensive, memes are free. <laughs> Basically, uh, what, like the way I kind of, I kind of like, but I felt the obligation was not just external from my subscribers, it was also like internal because I felt like I had to kind of stand somewhere and, I, you know, I had to like make my own um, mind 
about it then because like it was just so so much at first and i was also kind of slightly busy with work and like it didn't have you know all day to like look through the internet and basically try i, I was actually trying to give her the benefit of that and then um that's why i didn't realize at first and it was like oh it's probably about hellish whatever it's something happened a year ago just forget about it move on you know so I, I didn't think it's that important at first and then I, I realized just how big it was and I think that's where um, I kind of drew the line because I was like oh, this isn't and it's not even just that it's big but it, that it's just so bad you know because like if it is just a friend and they had some beef with someone I'm not gonna just like feel compelled to comment on that you know whatever they can have some internet beef it's not like the end of the world some stuff like that will inevitably happen but there's like having internet beef and then there's like being a completely different person and just trying to ruin other people's lives and you know this is a, a whole other level of craziness and that's why it was just like however much um i thought that we were friends i was obviously like wrong because we weren't if we were friends she would have shown her true self not like a fake self that she created for it's kind of, it's kind of the way i i realized like i probably made my peace with it when i realized it was the crypto art is a character it's like she's shannon and shannon is problematic and crypto art was a channel based on a character that was not problematic and that was this essentially drama channel so she was just um i see it as an act she was acting now she was did acting you, did you find that personal involvement and, and that betrayal was an energizing force or do you, did you find it was incredibly depleting and made it more difficult to, to dig through the truth not, not even difficult to report it but just like more an extra level of exhaustion having to go through all of that piling evidence and um new information coming to light yeah no definitely definitely not energizing <laughs> not energizing you were just like i gotta get her but you, yeah got it no no it's it was very much like i just i really didn't because like i i you i wanted to even when i saw the um, uh instagram post that was the uh, um community tab post but it was like broken down in stories i didn't think any anything of it at first and i even replied i saw because i went through my messages i'm now i i questioned everything after that like i went through my messages and i even replied to one of the things where she was saying in one of the stories was the part where she said that uh, she was being sent um, these uh, self-harm pictures. And I said, oh, no, that's not OK. That, sh that should never happen. Um, and I, I also said in that message something along the lines of, um, I always thought um, you, went, you were too easy on her in that video about her stalking you. And yeah, she never replied to that. But like I, I was not really thinking, oh, this is her this is her statement, you know, at that moment, I didn't think that was the statement. I thought it's just whatever. It turns out that was the actual statement and she was posting it all over. And then it, it took me longer than it would have taken me if it wasn't a friend. Like if it was, if this was Jeffree Star, I would have jumped on it. Like, exactly, yeah. So, you know, when you're way more critical of people that, you know, are problematic. And I think the fact that um, I was, just so like oh no shannon is shannon and she's just like you know a good person and all of that you don't question things as much 
um, or you're not constantly critical about everything. Because like, I don't know if you guys noticed, maybe Savvy, because you and I have done reaction videos to like Rachel Hollis and stuff. But when you are like, okay, I'm going to be critical about this. I'm going to think critically. You question like every single thing and you pause all the time and you go like, oh, what did she mean here? And But yeah. I, that's not how I, I was reading it. I was reading it. I just, I was just like a rant on, on Instagram stories. And um I didn't question it, you know what I mean, at first. And then I, when this YouTube videos started to pop up, being like, oh, this is not how I, I peaceful poofing works. And then I was like, wait, what is, what is the, what's going on? And then you kind of, I kind of came across all the law cows things and all this stuff. And it was just like, fuck. And I realized, you know, she didn't respond when I messaged about that. And she, that's kind of a sign. Cause like, if you have, friends and you know you're kind of falsely accused of something you kind of respond to your friends and defend yourself you know and yeah but she like didn't even she wasn't defending herself to friends she even told other creators like don't try to defend me it's not going to be worth it for you and, yeah, like, and really yeah. yourself private it's kind of a weird you know because if, if something happened and i'm problematic and you savvy message me about it i'll defend myself you know like i will have Absolutely. And I've done that. Like, I don't always agree with every creator on every issue. So I'll normally like send them a message in the DMs or we'll talk one on one. And like, at the end of the day, like, usually we can resolve it because it's usually not something this huge of a thing you know um but yeah like exactly like exactly like i've had uh you know viewers and other creators question something i covered or say if i did it the right and then we'll talk about it and i'll explain my reasoning yeah if it's uh especially if it's someone you're friends with if you're if it's just like if it's like casual viewers and you're getting hundreds of messages about it, I get not being able to respond to all of them. But the fact that she had friends like you and like other friends reaching out and being like, I want to hear your side of this. And she just like, isn't telling it. That seems kind of suspicious. Yeah. And it's also something that um, has been brought to light that she made a lot of connections and a lot of, she did a lot of like small creator shout outs and stuff like that. And definitely like, I definitely think I was kind of one of these Peon, peons, is that what you call them? Peons. <laughs> like, I, I know grooming has a different connotation, but is it sort of that regard where she sees the next up and coming commentary channels and she wants to like get them on her side, affiliate yeah. with them? Yeah. So not even just up and coming, but even bigger com commentary channels like Ready to Blair, like, you know, D'Angelo Wallace and stuff like that. Like, obviously, she was trying to create Court the them. free one. And yeah, I think yeah. that's why I feel, I feel like slightly like, um, naive. I like. I was naive about it, and I didn't. But like, why would you think about that? Because like, that's such a. Of course, you're not gonna think that. You know what I mean? But and I think. I think now. I think it's like definitely a sign because it def definitely took longer. Even I noticed with like Smoky Glow and Ready to Glare, like it took longer for them to comment on this because of the same issue. Because like they were friends and. You know, you want to be absolutely 100% sure. About you don't want to throw one of your friends under the bus unless you know for sure. But you're also like, I don't want to, I want to believe the, the victim. But I'm like, I also am not going to just make a video. So like, I, I feel like if I were in their situation, I would have done the same thing. I would have taken a little while and really looked into it. Because it's like, also, I can't imagine like emotionally what everyone would have been going through to know, like, not only is one of your friends turning out to have betrayed you, but also all of your fans are 
basically like get, get a video out now and seem like they're kind of pressuring you at the same time. I feel like just the emotional stress of that would be really hard. Yeah, and I'm, I'm particularly sad about it because like it's it's a very well known fact that she struggles with like mental health issues and yeah. you know I do too. And it's not like it's not like a joke. It's like such a you could tell that she was going through through it basically in her video. You could tell that she was not doing well and. It's just, you know, it's it's such a betrayal, especially for her. I, again, like, even for me, but, like, I don't even, I wasn't that good friends. Like, they were for years, and... Yeah. It's so hard. And I think it's not even just on the creators that were friends with her, but, like, but like all the parasocial friendships that were created with all the people watching her and thinking they were friends. Because, you know, I, I do that all the time. I Like, I have a parasocial relationship with Smokey Glue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we don't yeah. actually each other in real life or we have like I have commented and she has responded once or twice but not, not nothing you know specific but like if but I do consider her like a parasocial friend yeah would, like someone would be, you feel like you get to know they seem like you get to know their life online from what they put out there and it's like maybe you're not like actually friends but you feel like you know them as a person because in online it seems like there's a lot less of a barrier between what you what you put out there and what real life is, you know? Yeah, and I think um, there's there's been this is another thing that uh, like maybe just the whole situation has made me like even more skeptical than I am. But there's like sometimes comments that come from like random accounts, and I'm like, is this Shannon? Is this like her? Instead of messaging me privately to say something, she's just being because there's some comments on my video where she's well, not she. I don't know who it is, but there's comments that say stuff like, have you tried talking to her? Why did you not speak to her? You know, stuff like that. And I'm like, this doesn't sound like, it sounds like her kind of thing. But like, again, I could be completely paranoid at this point because I'm like, this person- That's the thing too, is like, are, is it like somebody like, if, if a creator is trying to become the victim, like you always could worry that like they're trying to bait other creators into saying bad things about them so that they can blast it and say like, look, this person or something like that. And you never know, like some people are are willing to do anything for the the views. Yeah, I, 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 I would, not, would not be surprised if she does have some soccer accounts now that she's like watching and commenting from, because obviously like, she's not gone, <laughs> but she's not posting on her Instagram. She's not posting on her YouTube, but I'm sure that she is staying in the loop with all this stuff. So I, I don't know. It's weird. So weird, <laughs> but I, I made my peace with it at this point. Like I just can't, I cannot support someone doing this kind of things. You know, I, it's just beyond my moral stance and so A Nova here says that they think your audience appreciates you distancing yourself from Shannon with such determination. It's never easy to realize someone you were close with is not who you thought they were. I think your audience, from what I've seen in the comments and from just like my own interpretation and everything, I think your audience probably does appreciate that, that it's uh, along with all the other former friends of hers kind of Steps. being willing to speak out. What, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah okay i know because here's the thing 
Laura Eskins art is um, she she is being accurate here, and I am the one who's wrong because I talk a lot about how. So okay, just in case anyone's listening on audio, yeah, he's friends with everyone. What Laura says is real talk. We got to distinguish between acquaintances and friends. There's too many people ready to be friends after a compliment. That is me. I feel very called out. I'm the kind of person who like I don't have acquaintances. I've either never met you. Savvy or we're friends. Buy on a binary. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like we've either never met and we're complete strangers, or we've talked once and we're friends, or I we're family and I trust you with my life. My bad like, trinary. That's like there's not a whole lot of in between. So like RK is basically a brother to me, and I would trust him with my life. Meanwhile, every other creator I've collabed with <laughs> online is a friend. And like most people that I've just talked to in the comments, I consider friends. I'll be like, oh yeah, we're friends. We're friends. We're friends. I was about to say that I think Smokey Glow is my friend because she followed me back on Twitter and said that she thought my research was good. Now I think we're friends. We're probably not friends. She's probably, probably friends. Just friends. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, she because I think she was um, researching. I, I don't I think she was planning to make a video on Rachel Hollis. I don't know if she still is at this point because so much else has kind of taken precedence. But she was following. She followed me back on Twitter and replied to me. It was like or sent me a message and was like, um, your your Rachel Hollis video research is really good. I just uh, I'm, I'm watching them for to do some of my own research. And I like exploded because I love her work so much. And I was like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Exciting. I like that. I like that. She yeah. Rachel Hollis stuff. Because, See, um, Joe already says I'm his adopted niece. I've never met Joe. I've had Joe on the podcast twice. We had a good conversation and he already wants to adopt me as his niece. And I don't think that's weird at all. I actually think that's quite nice. Paige yeah. the puppet is my friend. She's literally a puppet and she's my friend. Yeah. Well, See, we're not we're, friends. We're, we're a cult here. We're a cult. Well, this, this, this is a cult. Like we all accept that. Like, we, we, we're, we're, we're the cookie quilt cult. Um, yeah, Amanda is, is totally and I gonna are going to get matching tattoos because we're friends. I literally everyone here I have never once met in person, but we're all friends. And I I'm don't say I say that genuinely. I'm excited for this to age poorly. Oh yeah, definitely. Someone, one of you in the comments is going to get your ass canceled or maybe it'll be me. Maybe I'll get my ass canceled. They're going to be right? like, we, we had our cookie quilt cult meet up in Mississippi and things got out of hand. And now this interview with Camelia is the second time she was on an interview that just aged incredibly poorly. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I'll try my best for all of you guys. I don't even want to highlight Joe's comment. I'm making it so fucking clear. It's cookies. The cult is based entirely around food. So stop it with that nonsense. <laughs> A bunch of buttermilk. Yes. So. Exactly. Mary, it's yeah, a, see, Mary says I'm Mary's gay aunt from the '80s, even though Mary's older than me. Doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> matter, y'all. I'm so, all of your internet aunt. So, Camelia, you guys have to leave you because I uh, don't have my charger here, and my laptop is about to die. Oh, oh no oh, problem. I, I have one more deep question. Yeah. I'll just Instagram message you it. <laughs> yeah. As we continue, percent. All right. Let, let, okay. So, my basically, I've, I've been following your channel for a little bit now, and it's becoming pretty clear to me that you it's inevitable at this point you are going to blow up at some time at some point the only thing stopping you is quantity it's a question of if you keep going at this rate uh if you do you're going to blow up it's it's 
it's undeniable. I can't see any reason why you wouldn't. You're charismatic. Your audience loves you. You do fantastic research and you put out high quality videos that are well edited. My question to you is, what are your stabilizing forces right now as you navigate the internet with that assumption in mind? I mean, you've been going at it for a while and it's pretty easy when you have a small community, but more people are finding you right now. Um, and you now have dealt with a major online betrayal. So it's, it's what, what are the, the, uh, the constants in your life that you can sort of hold on to and keep yourself sane as you navigate the internet? Do you have like principles written down? Do you have a core group of friends that can always make sure you're going in the right direction? Yeah, so that's something I've actually had to think about these days a lot because, um, well, first of all, thank you for thinking I would blow up. I don't think I will, but okay. <laughs> I will go oh, it's a foregone conclusion. I see you hitting 100K. Easy. Um, oh, that's sweet. I, I wish, you know, but um, no. So I think for me, it, it was uh, this occasion. It's actually when you have these kind of dramas on the internet that it really think, and like, at least for me, because I definitely thought about this back when the whole, uh, oh God, her name is escaping me. What the, um, Savvy, um, Kimberly, Kimberly. Oh, Kimberly, that whole drama. Oh my God, she so when she that caused a lot of shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's another instance where I was like, okay, you, you've got to come up with like some sort of like rules for what you cover and what you don't cover, you know. Um, and that's why I basically have come up with like four pillars in my channel will be based on, and that's when when that was like something I felt like I needed to tell people that this is why, because people were like, why are you talking about this? And I was like, this is something I talk about. Like I talk about YouTube drama. I talk about um, anti-guru stuff, anti-motivational guru and anti-scammers. And I also have, and I, I still haven't gotten around to starting the series on swindles. And um, basically it's like now at this point, it's funny because like when things like this are happening, it's hard to, you have to make a decision on what to cover. And uh, not only that you have to make a decision, but also it's time consuming. And, you know, <laughs> I also have a job, so it's not, I don't have all the time in the world. And uh, it's putting me, it's, it's delaying things that I want to make, like the Swindle um, series is something I want to make. And that's being delayed because of all sorts of other videos that have had to come first. and. Uh, now I've been wanting to make this video about uh, Sofia Maruso that has been put on hold because of this. Oh, I'm excited to see that too. The the girl boss and all of that. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's something that I've worked like. I've read two books for it, and I've done so much research, and like, um, I really want to do it. But like, I I was like, I had to talk about this, you know. So, um, it's really hard to navigate. But I I think we just. I'm, the way I'm thinking about it is more like I'll just do it one video at a time instead of instead of thinking broadly. But like I have some a set of rules. Like you know, it has to be really bad and really problematic. I'm not just gonna cover someone for making a comment on someone or you know, like nothing petty or small or whatever. Only when it's worth talking about it. You know what I mean? Because I definitely felt like there were there were some creators that have done that even you said rk earlier that you saw dozens of videos about crypto art from that are not like necessarily in the loop with things it's a meal ticket right now it's someone who has like 70 subscribers they can get like close to a thousand and monetizing their channel off of this alone. right it's a way for people yeah and that's the thing is i i get it because i spent a year making three videos a week before my channel qualified for monetization and 
if you can jump on something like that now i look back and i almost wish i had because i'm like i would have been monetized a lot faster it's it's people trying to play the game i kind of get it but at the same time i'm also glad i never did that because i would rather not put out something that's poorly researched or that isn't contributing well to the conversation or something yeah the internet is forever and these things it, this it happens sometimes i think i had a situation I, can, I really can't remember right now but like there's definitely like comments sometimes oh and i think we lost her laptop her. just died oh we do understand not worry, camelia. camelia we understand uh we will we will continue this on instagram later camelia thank you so much for having been here today I think that this is a really interesting conversation. Allie's wondering if we are going to ever cover anti-MLM drama on No, this we love podcast. MLMs here. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We love network market. Is it network uh, market? Yeah, we love network marketing. No, here. we do not. Um, we love we, we love we love the the yeah, I, I was going to go through all of the uh, the synonyms, but one of them is just, I, I don't see how anyone possibly thought like a legal pyramid sales was a good idea. Like, how could they possibly say, you know, we can name this pyramid sales. No one will ever question this name. Right, right. Oh my God. So like, imagine if they named a roller coaster, this ride will kill you. Like, can, can you imagine that the marketing that goes into it and someone's just like, I think this is a great Especially marketing. if they named it, this ride definitely won't kill you. I think that would make <laughs> it even more. It's like when people are like, this company is not a pyramid scheme. See, Allie, now we're talking about it. But here's the thing. I think we definitely could do a week for anti-MLM drama or something like that. Anti-MLM drama? Or an oh, anti-MLM drama. Got it. Yeah, I think she's talking about if we cover like all the shit that in the past happened with like Kimberly. Leia and uh, oh. me and Scott debating and the stuff with Always Marco and the stuff. Okay. Can, with, can you be a guest uh, on your own podcast? Can can I co-host with someone else and you're the guest? Sure, that we would could be do fun. that. Yeah, we could do Paige that. The we, puppet. Can, we can, yeah, Paige can co-host. <laughs> Paige can co-host, and you can, and we can interview you. That would be fun. Okay, uh, no, sure, now I yeah, see. I did. I covered the Kimberly. I covered all of the anti-MLM stuff on my main channel. I, we never covered it on this channel because back when that was going on, this channel didn't exist yet. Uh, this channel is only a few months old. See, this this legitimately. I'm first off. I don't want this to. I don't want. I don't want to shame this comment at all because I do appreciate that you're loving this week. But it also makes me nervous because I know people are sluts for drama. I know I've been in the past a slut for oh, drama. Oh yeah, we're both sluts for drama. So, but like, I don't want to create drama content. So I like. I know that if we wanted to like get our consumers high, we would just constantly put out reacting to drama videos and when i saw the numbers on the frenemies podcast episode i was like shit this is gonna work no we did good numbers today too we were we were at like 65 uh concurrent viewers yeah so like we're getting rewarded for this and on the one hand it's not like i dislike it it's not like i'm shaming it at all but on the other hand it's just like you know what i'm, I'm not even gonna say any negatives on it because i don't want to shame it whatsoever what i will say is i see the appeal because it is very easy to get numbers if we talk on this topic i see the appeal definitely yeah exactly um and i don't it doesn't go, it, it's not in our mission though. We have a mission statement. That last question I asked Camelia about guiding principles, we actually have a mission statement that we need to probably review and make sure that we're staying on. I think we are at this point in time, maybe not with the drama week. I don't know. Cause we, we are the point of the drama, not the point of drama week, the point of our, the, the mission statement that we have, the point of our mission statement and the point of our podcast, I'm going to slow down. So I'm not like Eminem freestyling. You're this fine. Mission You're statement. fine. 
I, I was watching Charisma on Command, and he basically talked about how you can sound less confident when you're speaking really quickly, which I know Ben Shapiro. Someone just tell Ben Shapiro that. <laughs> but um, the point of our mission statement is to find logic and to find reasons and empathize with with thoughts that even you or I disagree with on a surface level and dive deeper into it and explore the thoughts that we disagree with. Um, and I'm worried if we focus, I, I'm all for drama week. I do like it. I think that we can even sprinkle it in somewhat we regularly. We do a drama week. Once every couple of months, we can add in a drama week or something. But I get what you're but, saying because drama week is feels kind of surface level as opposed to what we've done in level. the past. Which I mean, is, we have experts in, so I'm happy about the experts. Well, I like that we were able to interview people um, for drama week. And maybe we can do another drama week a couple months down in the future. But I think, um, yeah, I, I, we definitely in the past, we were, we were more into like delving into people's thought processes, even if we don't like them and seeing what we can learn from them. And with drama, there's not a lot to delve into. Like you can report on what happened and you can talk to other people about it and talk about the implications. Like today, I think we had a really interesting conversation about the what where where the boundaries are of like online friendship versus how much online is real life versus how much of it is an act and i think that those are important conversations to have but i definitely think that we we can't do a week like this all the time but i would be down to do another one in the future yeah and i think that i mean the beautiful thing about drama is it's always there but i just think we need to make sure that we're always and again i don't think we need to make sure this week specifically it's such short notice um and there's just we, we already have this week completely planned out so I, I wouldn't even think of changing the content for this week but i just want to be careful if we're approaching the the view happy content that it doesn't stray from the mission because i think that the mission the the reddit that community that we're building that that's why we built it and once we get obsessed with the numbers then we're becoming that story that most creators online become of the thing they set out not to be which is exactly. view obsessed uh subscriber obsessed uh chasing trending topics instead of just doing what we were which was diving into popular thoughts online seeing why they're popular seeing the benefits of them i mean the fact that we when I want to sum up our podcast, I'm like, we're the people that disagree with Jordan Peterson, but still wanted to find common ground with him. We still wanted to take the time to read his boring ass book, even though we don't like him. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, oh, Kat is asking who's tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be about Gabby Hanna and Amanda's going to come on tomorrow and talk about the Gabby. Amanda, Amanda, please. We've Amanda fested Amanda once again. She's going to come on the show tomorrow. To I like to speak to Amanda, please. I don't think we have Friday planned out yet. We didn't decide what was going to happen Friday yet. So Friday's still open. Maybe Rebecca Black. We can talk about Rebecca Black for it's I mean, that's actually an interesting topic too, though, because Rebecca Black was a target of so much online bullying and had probably no one reason. of the best, one of the best redemption arcs I've ever seen. Actually, she is the greatest internet personality. I mean, she she dealt with so much. She dealt with more unjust hate than most online. Um, and yeah, she, we're going to have Mushroom Destroyer come on on Friday. So Mushroom Destroyer will be here on Friday. So we can talk about, we can talk, we can even wrap up all the things that we talked about. We can talk about boxing matches. We can, we can talk, oh, I think boxing matches is a good topic. Yeah, we can talk about boxing matches on Friday. We can also talk about Rebecca Black. We can talk about a bunch of things on Friday. Let's, let's. Uh, so I know who they are, but do they have beef with one Jimmy another. Dore and Anna Kasparian, aren't they the the from uh, I, the Young Turks? Well, Jimmy Dore was on Young Turks. He left, and Anna. I know Anna, Anna Kasparian is still on the Young Turks, but I, I didn't. Are, are they still connected in some way? Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. We can look at that. Uh, I guess Friday we can cover a bunch of topics. And having Mushroom Destroyer on will be fun. Let's just call Friday drama, drama, drama. And just see what happens. Friday, <laughs> and I'll just put a bunch of keywords in the title. Like, Logan Paul versus KSI on Friday. PewDiePie. PewDiePie. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I'm not going to type that. You can type that if you want. <laughs> I didn't. There, there was nothing bad in what I just said. Oh, there. I Paige said. will join on Friday too. Okay, you guys, you know what? Yeah, that's a good idea to put it on Reddit. So on Reddit, we can put the link to Friday's show. Mushroom Destroyer will definitely be on on Friday and Paige will definitely be on on Friday. But anyone else who wants to join first come first serve kind of thing up until... I wish we could pull up two comments at once. 10 people, I think. Um, is there any old school retro YouTube? Oh, there's there's new beef of Jimmy Dore and Anna Kasparian um, on... Oh, that's a good point. Friday is Juneteenth, isn't it? We should recognize Juneteenth. You know what? And we'll, we'll do... That's a great idea. We will do some shout outs to uh, businesses owned by black women. I'm going to find some, some good, I have some favorite bookstores that are owned by black women for Juneteenth. We will, we will shout out some, we'll do some, uh, black women owned small business shout outs. That's a long way to say it, but you guys know what I mean. So uh, honest question here though, like how, how do we, how do we honor something as Juneteenth? Uh, wow. Oh, wait, you're right. Juneteenth is, that's why I didn't recognize it as Friday, because Friday's the yeah. 18th. Guys, I don't know what the dates are right Thank now. Thank goodness, because I was, I was going to say. How, uh, I'll pan to the, yeah, so I'll, I'll do some small, I'll gather some uh, small businesses to shout out. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, I, I don't see how we could possibly fit that into a, uh, it, it, I was going to say, it feels disrespectful to try and fit that into a, into a, a drama video. We will actually be on on Saturday. Yeah, we are on every Saturday. I think people don't realize that we're on Saturday because we do stream every Saturday, but uh, we have a lot lower viewers. So guys, don't forget, we do stream on Saturdays. We stream Saturday. We don't do it as early because we don't wake up early on Saturday, but we stream at 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern every Saturday. Amanda is going to be on on Saturday because she is our editor for our novel, Cancel Sean Boston. Um, but yeah, I can also, on Saturday, I can also shout out some small businesses again. Like, absolutely, because that will actually be Juneteenth. But yes, we will be on on Saturday. Amanda's going to be there with us because Saturday is our writing day that we do streams for, and Amanda has edited our novel. So we're on with Amanda talking about the novel editing process and doing some of the editing live. Yeah, so I think a lot of people don't know we stream on Saturday. So yeah, everyone who doesn't know, since there's still 52 people watching, we stream on Saturday, guys, 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern. Um, we stream on Saturday when we do our, that's when we talk about writing. And we are, we've been writing a book together for the past year. So we do, we work on the writing of it live. We work on edits live. We work on preparing the book for publication and designing merch and designing promotional stuff live. So if you want to join us on Saturday, we will be having a great time and Amanda will be there. And yes, that's a great idea. We'll shout out some YouTubers. We're going to have, we're going to have a great weekend, guys. We're going to have a really great weekend. See, I don't, it's just, I, I'm probably sounding so fucking ir uh, ignorant here, but it's just like when I, when I see this, I'm just thinking to myself like, but shouldn't we just be doing that anyway? Like, yeah, of like, course like, we does, like, doesn't it just feel forced? Like, like, I mean, I know we should, but it's just one of those things where, if you wait to do it on a specific day, that's, uh, yeah, if you wait to do it on a specific day, doesn't it come across feeling a bit more like a prop if you don't have an established history of doing it already? That's fair. I do have a history of doing small business shoutouts in general, but I will oh, no, do small again, business I'm, shoutouts on Black-owned businesses for that day. And I do shout out. Fantastic. I shout out business. I shout out businesses run by people of every gender and race, 
normally, but I, I would focus it especially there for that holiday. Yeah. Well, then, then I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I don't know. I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm thinking out loud. Like I said, I preface that with, but maybe I'm sounding ignorant as fuck. I just don't want to. I don't think you're sounding ignorant. I think that's a fair concern. Like yeah. Us being a prop or us trying to be, be the woke white liberals um, that are, yeah. that are trying to hi hijack something that maybe we don't have a right to. <laughs> I don't fuck. I know. think that's why it's important to shout people out. Cause then you, you, uh, drive people to yeah shout people out regularly shout like make it make like ingrain that in your fucking show's dna so it's not even a big deal yeah. and you do it yeah i think we do shout people out regularly but maybe we should do it more maybe we should do uh, more shout outs i don't fucking know what we do anymore amanda <laughs> brings up fair warning for tomorrow's stream we'll be talking about assault and related topics it's a huge factor in the gabby Hanna drama right now so yes tomorrow we will be talking about assault we are going to be talking about some really heavy topics um, related to bullying and harassment and assault. So if uh, that's going to be something that might be difficult for you to listen to, know that ahead of time. And if you want to not watch, I totally understand. But that's something we will be talking about tomorrow. Oh, Camellia's here saying, sorry, my laptop died and I had to get back to work, but I wanted to jump in here to say thanks for having me. It was good to chat through my feelings with y'all. We're so glad you were able to make it. And I appreciate you being willing to talk about this. I know it's probably been a difficult time right now for you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really do appreciate it. Really do appreciate your insight. And uh, I meant it when I said it. I think I think you blowing up is a foregone conclusion. The only thing stopping you right now is is if your output ever decreases. Um. Yeah, I think Allie makes a good point. Oh, we haven't shit. been a channel. We, we both this is the problem. We both use the same stream. I'm, I'm stepping away. You do no, it. No, no, step away. You do Allie, it. I stepped away. We haven't been a channel long enough to have standing traditions. I think we've developed a lot of traditions for how short of a time we've been a channel. Like, I think we traditions. when did we start this channel? Well, because I remember we started on we started this show on my channel in February. in February. So yeah. we've been we've been doing this show for four months, but having we didn't make this a channel itself until we were almost a month in. So I think this channel is about three months old. So yeah, it's not. We you're right. We haven't been a channel that long. Well, okay. So also here's the other thing too. Like my other concern with shout outs on very specific days for very specific creators based on very specific criteria. That's not the content they're actually creating. When um, the George Floyd incident, uh, the oh, George Floyd murder, yeah. when the George Floyd murder happened to show support in the book community, everyone subscribed to black creators, but because they weren't subscribing based on the content, no one watched their videos. And it actually hurt their channels a lot because they had huge subscriber numbers jump up but their views didn't jump up. So it, it, it indicated to YouTube that their subscriber base is not interested in their videos and actually buried their videos. So the whole subscribe to show support strategy actually hurts the channels. Ooh, yeah. Sorry, I should not have jumped in on that while after lifting because I was, I was like out of no, breath. No, but what you're talking. saying is true. Yeah, we're going to shout out, we'll shout out some small businesses and we can shout out some channels, but we would make it clear that like the shout out is not to just subscribe, but to watch the videos, because that's the thing that's important for creators in general. People say, don't forget to subscribe and stuff, which is true, especially to get to that first thousand to get monetized. But once people are subscribed, if people aren't actually watching it, then you, if your if your channel isn't having about on average a 10% interaction rate. So like if you have 10,000 subscribers, and you don't have at least on average a thousand views per video, then YouTube starts to bury things because it, it, it gets the idea that like your subscribers aren't engaging with it and you could just be a bot or something. Yeah, and I think then going back to what you just said though, of, and then so like, I think if they're under a thousand, then you are probably helping them because then they can get some monetization. Um, 
So we can shout out some small creators that are under a thousand to help them get monetized. I and think I think that's, that's a good idea because yeah. that's that's helping them get money. And then I also think when you said businesses, not necessarily channels or creators, but businesses makes yeah. sense, which I think you said before too. And I was just a fucking moron and not listening um, or I was listening, but it didn't digest the information. Um, I think businesses work too, because even if it's just one day and they're not becoming lifelong fans of that business, if they just buy it on that one day, it's still cash in their pocket. Still cash in their pocket and you might discover a new business you like. Cause I've started, I think last year around Juneteenth, I started looking for um, bookstores, especially in Chicago area or even just in the Midwest that I could order from that were owned by black women. And now I've become a loyal customer of a lot of those stores. So that's what we're gonna do some shout outs. First of all, I wanna thank JV for the super sticker. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Hope you make varsity um, soon. I'm kidding. Thank you so much. <laughs> and Sweet Sea Monster says, I think shout outs at the top of every show would be good. And then maybe link videos to watch if it's a YouTube shout out instead of saying subscribe. That's a great idea. You guys have some great ideas. And yeah. we should- Focusing also, on the watch makes more sense. I'm sorry. Let's make a Reddit thread also where people can add more of these ideas so we can have them saved so that we can do these things in future episodes. Yeah, I, th I think saying watch this video is better than subscribe to this channel. Yeah. Just thinking out loud and buy from this business is better than all of the above because even if it's a one-time buy, it's a one-time purchase that they're benefiting from. Exactly. So yes, that is all to say that um, Panda, who brought up that we should do some shout outs on Juneteenth, I appreciate that because we are absolutely going to do that now. Absolutely. We appreciate you. We this, appreciate this all started because of you. Yes. So thank you everyone for your input. We always appreciate people's suggestions on this channel. Thank you everyone for watching today. And thank you again to Camelia for being on to talk about all this problem, all this, these problems with Creepshow art that have been happening. We will be back tomorrow with Amanda to talk about the issues that have been going on with Gabby Hanna. I will be back with a new video on my main channel on Friday. Today I have to film that video, which... Guys, we're gonna we're gonna review the Straight Girls Guide to Sleeping with Chicks. Uh, so if you want, if you're ready, I didn't know Margaret Cho was straight. She's not. I know. <laughs> she has this whole. I've been posting. She's pretty publicly bisexual. I've been posting the worst parts of this on Instagram. She has this whole list that's like, here's some famous straight women who sleep with women, and like literally none of them are straight, and a couple of them are fictional characters, and a couple of them are spelled wrong, and I'm well, like. Of course it was Simon and Schuster. Who else would it have been? Please take, I, I know it's petty, but please take that shot at the beginning and just say something along the lines of, thank goodness this was traditionally published because it's really maintaining the integrity and quality control oh, of the I publishing industry. Have everyone who's like, oh, the big five publishers, they maintain, the, the gatekeeping is important because they For maintain quality, quality control. If just anyone can start up a press or just anyone can publish a book, then you might get shitty books. Like, oh, really? We might get shitty books? Because the Simon and Schuster's done such a great job of protecting us from shitty books this whole time. Good lord. Yeah, uh, so I'm all for that petty shot. Apparently, I had a tweet blow up about it though. I tweeted because this book is also full of turf shit, which who would have guessed? So I was like, oh my god, why does the bisexual erasure and the turf shit always go together? And I uh, posted that, and apparently, it like blew up on Twitter. At last I checked, it has like 700 likes and a whole lot of retweets, and I was like, oh shit, wow. We should maybe make our summer project. Let's start it in July. Uh, turfs all the way down. Yeah, I'm gonna joke about turfs all the way down in this in this uh, in this video. But yeah, we can we can write some turfs all the way down for. Let's do some turfs all the way down this summer. Yeah, 
Let's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Turps all the way down, y'all. All right. Um, we will see you guys tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Keep supporting small businesses. Keep watching smaller creators, and have a wonderful.